Yeah, I know. This is just terrible. I mean, I, I can't understand why people watch this at all. Um, but they certainly don't pay for it. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can't, you know, you can't blame them. Take away those diamonds. I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. All right, we're going to restart the show. That's what we're going to do. We're going to restart the show. So, uh, John, introduce the show. Welcome to Chasing Descent number five. I'm John. I'm in France. I'm not French, as you can probably tell by my accent. Um, Ben is somewhere in sunny England, and together we make... We make a complete arse of ourselves as we discuss what's gone on in the previous week. That's correct. We do. Welcome to Chasing Descent, everybody. We're really sorry about the, the massive fuck-ups on the way in, but it is what it is, and uh, these these shows never go to plan. You've watched five of them so far. You know how this goes. So um, how's, how's life in uh, sunny old France, John? This week has been quite busy um we we bought a car so as we can get around so we don't have to rely on going everywhere in the the 8.2 meter van which right. was getting a bit tiresome yeah um we have put through all our stuff ready for residency so we're going to go for that because if we get that in before the end of the month we and because we were here before Brexit deadline of thirty first of December, we uh, don't have to. We don't have to effectively apply for. Well, we'd have to apply for residency, but they can't knock it back basically because we were here before then. As long as we get it in by the end of the month, so that's been yeah. all go this week as well. Um, okay. We've been looking at properties, so we've been all over the place. We've been trying to get internet up and running to try and give yeah. us a better signal. Um, and, and certainly, I think it's Skype because this seems to be working much better than Skype was. Right. What else have we done this week? Um, we've met friends, we've been out, we've had meals in restaurants. We've restaurants? Yeah, re- well, yeah, yeah, restaurants. Um, we, had, we had lunch out in a, a nice restaurant. Um, when we were picking up the car, we um, have discovered things like um, a, 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 a van called a chili pot, which was parked in the town one day, and we went mm. up, and it was it's an English couple, and they were making um, curries, okay, and pakora and stuff. So we sampled their wares, and it it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't the high standard that you would get from a a regular Indian restaurant, but it was acceptable. Okay. Um, so there are the, the French really do. They don't do proper Indians and they don't do proper Chinese. So these are kind of things that you you miss when you're um, an expat, so to speak. They don't do bacon. The, their bacon is. You, you can get something that's close to streaky bacon. It's called. Poutrine. I know it's awful, um, and it, it it's very thin, and it does it does cook up it does cook up like streaky bacon. It's not too bad, um, but 
there's a Scottish butcher out here who used to live in Dunoon and work in Dunoon. And we go to him and he does proper bacon because he raises his own pigs and slaughters them, obviously, and sells the, the proceeds. Yeah. So he also makes pork pies, scotch pies, haggis pies. Um, he does... Yeah, he does. He does proper, proper meat. He does. Um, he'll do like ribeye steaks, briskets, that kind of thing. But you can't get of good if you buy French meat. It's really poor quality because, yeah. as you know, the French will eat almost anything, and they'll eat every part of an animal. But they want they, they want to get their money's worth out the animal first. So they will they will eat things like old dairy cows, and they can't no, hang yeah. the meat because one the animal's ancient. Two, yeah. if you start aging eat meat that's that old, it just turns black and nobody wants to eat it. So nothing's aged. They're eating the wrong kind of animal. They're not slaughtering them young enough. It's just the French 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 beef is a complete disaster, and they've got the. What? It absolutely is the amount of times I've had a terrible steak in France. Yeah, because because they, they just... They, I mean, they have the cheek to call us the roast beef. At least our roast beef's edible. <laughs> this is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, yeah. the Scottish butcher has a godsend. Well, yeah, I, I can imagine he is. I can imagine he's beyond the godsend, in fact. Um, yeah. Because, like I say, and, every time we the, go out um, there, the... I just, I, I get so hung up on the bacon. Like, it's, give me decent yeah. bacon. And France just can't do it. No, no, they can't. Uh, there's a lot they can do, and there's a lot they can't do. And, and, and beef is definitely one of them. Uh, and bacon is the other. They make great bread, though, yeah. but but you they can't seem to make a, a sandwich loaf. <laughs> you can't buy make... like you know you can't buy a a, a pan loaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> That's why I only go to France for five or six days at a time. By the way, John, is because uh, I I couldn't live there, yeah. so I. I I don't envy you in that respect. I mean, I envy you because the place is fucking beautiful. It is stunning. Um, yeah. And as... housing is cheap. Um, if, if if you're a raving alcoholic. Wine. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a oh, raving Oh, this is alcoholic. a place to be for an alcoholic. Well, oh, actually, yeah. it's probably not because you're, you're probably going to kill yourself because the wine <laughs> is too cheap. I mean, well, I, I, I have a slight confession here to make, right? So yesterday we we we'd been buying wine and by the bottle, you know, right. and sometimes we were spending like three three euros seventy for a liter of wine, and and you know it's not bad, but it's, it's, it's quite expensive by cheap. French standards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not cheap. But last yesterday we bought a box of wine, or I bought a box of wine, um, so I got a box of Sauvignon Blanc. For no, 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 it was a five liter box, right? Oh, fucking hell. And, and we got hold on, we got a box of that for 15 euros, and it wasn't too bad. And we had a couple of drinks with dinner, and then a couple of drinks during the evening. And then when I got up 
this morning thinking, why the hell do I feel so ropey, right? And then realised the five-litre box of wine has about two glasses worth left in it. Um, so between uh, the two um, of us, we tanned a five-litre box of wine. So it's shocking. Um, Absolutely did. shocking. Went down like water, did it, John? Yes, it did. It was a, it was a perfectly palatable and pleasant wine, um, but the after effects have been a bit... You are certainly uh, getting into the spirit of uh, living in France, aren't you? Yeah, well, I mean, today we we went round to some friends who were taking French lessons with. Well, they're not giving us French lessons; they're coming to the same French lessons that we go to. Right. So we went round we went round to their house today to um, to practice some French, and we did a French crossword, and that that was très difficile. Oui. So we did the French crossword, and we got there on the end, and then we had an impromptu French lunch with a couple of beers and some cheese and bread and olives and meat, and, you know, these things just happen in France, you know. And then before you know it, it's half past five, and you find you've you've got to rush home to feed your kids that you forgot all about. I mean, yeah, (laughs) um... That, that that could be that could be um worth doing john um yeah i, I mean you've you've taken them to france you you you, you kind of have to feed them yeah but you know what children are like these days they kind of you know this would have been ideal if the victorians had invented the internet you, they would literally have never have seen their children would they that's very true that's very, very especially cringy. when they become, especially when they become teenagers. You know, they just that's it. Although the yeah. the, the oldest um, has um, developed a penchant for taking the dog for a walk and stopping at the bar on the way home. <laughs> so he sits down outside in the bar and has a cedar. Uh, a cedar. <laughs> cedar sons. Oh, he's a, he's adapting to France quite well. I, I, I can tell. I can tell. But it's, yeah. Yeah. How old is he? 24. So, okay, so, he, so he's, not, he's not a child. So he's 24 and you have to rush home. No, he's not a child. No, yeah, I don't have to rush home to feed him. He's actually quite capable. He is, um, he is, he is autistic though. He is registered disabled. Um, yeah, but he's very high functioning. The only reason you would think, you would think there was anything different is because he speaks with an American accent. I know a high functioning autistic boy in his twenties that speaks with an American accent. Yeah, is this a thing? Like. Like I, I, we know, we know, we know a kid. Uh, he's, he's local to us, and he's very high functioning autistic. But the only thing you would know that was different is he speaks with an American accent. Yeah, yeah, it does is, seem to be a thing. Is it the TV that, like, because when they were kids, they watched the cartoons and TV shows, and they all had the American accents, and that's what they resonated I, with? I, I, I don't know. I mean. I really don't know. I, I probably should have looked into it, but I don't know why he's got an American accent as such. It's to, it's to do with how he hears things and how he tries to... It, I, 
So apparently it's not to do with the TV as such. All right. Right, so apparently it, it, it's, to do, it's some kind of like um, hearing dyslexia. So what happens right. is you hear the words and your brain reroutes them. And when they come out, you think you're saying the words the same way as everyone else, but it's actually coming out in, in a different manner. And if I remember correctly, he did go to a school where there was a couple of other autistic kids and they yeah. had different accents. Yeah, they all they all had accents, but some of them some of them weren't American as such, but they all had weird accents compared to a regular Scottish West Coast one. So what you're trying to tell me, John, is all Americans are autistic. No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, I, I know. I, I, it was, was a poor was one. It was. It was. Uh, in my defence, I'm in absolute fucking agony, and uh, and I'm stressed, right. and I'm pissed off. Yeah. And, so yeah, it's it's. It what's was been going on with you, John? A very very. I well depend what you mean. Where do you want to start? Um, well, I've been. Do you want to start? We'll, we'll, we'll briefly brush on the harassment, shall we? I've had to uh, yeah. involve Sussex Police in a. Uh, I won't name anybody, but they know who they are, and he's probably got some idiots watching now. Um, I've had to involve Sussex Police in someone who just started randomly attacking me out of the blue last week, uh, harassing me, just berating me. He's made website articles about me. Um, his website itself disappeared, and then he blamed me. He's been telling all his lackeys that I got his website taken down. So um, I actually contacted Amazon Web Services myself, and uh, it, it's, it turns out that the domain registrar took the website down. I have that in writing from Amazon Web Services. Nothing to do with me. Um, uh, it, 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 this guy is unhinged, and uh, I, I have discovered in the in the course of things in in the course of the last fortnight um, that. Fucking, I'm not the only person with an active police investigation into this guy, and he's tried to split up marriages. Uh, he's tried to fucking stalk and harass women. He's uh, harassed a, or, uh, an autistic teenager. He's, it's insane. It's insane. So, so what's his trigger? Why is he? Why is he pick on you? I mean, um, well, there's well, there's two prevailing theories. One is that he's a 77th, right? Mm -hmm. And the second yep. one is that um, we, we, we all seem to, uh, the people that he started coming after, all had Twitter interactions with a woman that rejected him. Right, okay. But, the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, right, I, I've, I've, I've spoken to Sussex Police, um, and it's an ongoing investigation, and they've told me that the identity that was given for him doesn't appear to be his identity. Um, they can't identify him, but there's we, we've 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 managed to get a bit further down that rabbit hole now. I won't say much, but um, it, I just want this guy to get help. Like this is if this if this is not a seventy seventh government agent, then this is someone who has got real problems. Yeah. And 
you know, is isolated, is alone, has probably been further affected by the lockdowns and uh, has just disappeared into this disjointed fantasy world. And um, I, I just like to like to see him get help, really. Yeah. Because that's, that can't be... that's very charitable of you, Ben. Very charitable. Well, well the thing is, right... Like, like I've been messaged. Um, he's got a new Twitter account, and it's literally dedicated to tweeting about me over and over and over and over and over again. Right? I've been sent twenty screenshots about me from within a three-hour period. That he's yeah. uh, this. This is it's it's psychotic obsession, and that can't be healthy for him. It's not healthy for me and my family. It's, I just, yeah, we have blocked him. Natasha in the chat says blocked before. We have blocked him. He just, he has so many Twitter accounts. We'll block him, but he'll still take screenshots of my Twitter page because he's got so many Twitter accounts that when, uh, uh, from what we've discerned, most of the people responding to him are just him again on other accounts. So he's having conversations with himself. <laughs> okay, I suppose that way you don't you don't you don't need to argue much, really, do you? If you're having a conversation with yourself. Well, this is it. Like, um, I've, I've heard Twitter described as an echo chamber, but this guy's taking it to ridiculous lengths. It's it's madness, John. It's it's and like I said, at the end of the day, um. It's like looking into somebody losing their mind in real time. It's like a case study into somebody losing their mind in real time. And I feel really sorry for him, yeah. quite frankly. Like, I've, I've taken the piss out of his... Uh, so, I, I've yeah, like yesterday, I mean, I've said some things. Um, you know, like when when he was attacking me, pretending to be a woman yesterday. So he was using an account pretending to be a woman, um, and I, I just said to him things like, um, "Think I, I'm in Hyde Park right now with thousands of people. Um, it's all all love. Everybody's happy." I said, "And you're at home having a wank behind your keyboard by yourself, all right?" Yeah. And, and, I, and I, you know, I do these things. I say these things. To, to 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 try and troll, obviously. Yeah. But if that really is the case, then then how how lonely? I mean, this guy is supposed to live in South London, and I said to him over and over again, "Come on out, come to the park, come and see us, come yeah. and spend some time with us." You know, it's just a, it's just a poor loner sitting at, sitting at, sitting alone in his house, like. <laughs> and. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's not going to stop. I think, um, unless someone intervenes. Yeah, and and so, like I said, um, we we've got a we've got a, um, a, a, an active case. There's another case with Derbyshire Police. Someone else is investigating it right now as well. Not regarding me, but regarding harassment against them. That's a woman. Um, and uh, I've got all the crime numbers and everything, you know. Um, and those two cases are now linked, but uh, it's. Uh, I don't know what prompted it. Like, it came like, last Friday out of the blue. He just started blowing up my Twitter account, calling me every name under the sun. Yeah. Never made yeah. any sense. 
It's crazy. And on that note, this is the last I will speak about it in any form until the police investigation is concluded. Um, I, if anybody supporting quote unquote him uh, is going to attack me or comment or, or say anything of the sort, they'll just be instantly blocked. And we'll just keep going on and doing as if he doesn't exist yeah. because it's it's unfortunate. Oh, Jesse here in the chat says the mask, Ben, the mask. Right. So on our website, right, this is this is the main thing. One more thing I'll say before I end this segment of the show. On our store, on our Teespring store, we had a mask, right? And it said hashtag where are all the sick people across it, right? It also said in its... Right, so first of all, it was a joke between me and all of the people in this chat here right now. It was a joke. We we, we all found it funny. We designed... They, they sat here whilst I designed it live. But it said in a damn blurb, do not buy this item for display purposes only. Because we wanted yeah. the picture, the mask, on the shop with the words, where are the, all the sick people on it? Irony. Right, I know irony kind of goes over this guy's head, but the thing he does hyper focus on on, on these websites yeah, that he writes about me is the mask. The mask, oh, he's selling masks, he's a shill. Never sold a mask, never produced a mask, never, never anything of the sort. It was a picture, it said for display purposes only on the fucking blurb, and, and yeah. everybody was aware not to buy it. Um. So, no, I wasn't selling masks. It's just the only way we could have that picture on that store was to have an item. Yeah. But but, but no matter how many times, you know, we try and tell him this, he, and even members of the audience will butt in and say, we were there when it was done. He, he said, no, he was selling masks. He was selling masks. No, I wasn't. It was a joke. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry if it wasn't to this guy's humour, right? But I don't care what he does and doesn't find funny. What he does and doesn't find funny is none of my concern. We found it funny. And that's all that matters. Okay. What else has been going on with you this week, then? You were at the um, march yesterday? See, well, yeah, I was at Downing Street on Monday and I was at the march yesterday. Oh. So I've been yes. to two protests in central London this week. Uh, so it's fucking eight hours driving to and from London. But, yeah. uh, so we'll start with Monday, shall we? Um, yeah. Monday was uh, meant to be Freedom Day, June the 21st. Uh, and obviously that didn't occur because Boris Johnson, the fat fuck, decided to um, put it back to July 19th for absolutely no reason at all. So there weren't actually too many people there, John, on Monday. It was maybe three, four hundred. It wasn't. It wasn't big. Mm-hmm. Um, and the police were beyond heavy-handed. They were beyond heavy-handed because I it was, was a weekday. Well, I, I well, I was there the Monday before, and yeah. they were quite hands-off. Right? right, they were very hands-off. In fact. But this time, on Freedom Day, quote-unquote Freedom Day, there was a fucking horseback unit. So there was, there, was, there was six of them on horses. Yeah. Um, and there were just police battalion after police battalion after police battalion, left, right, and center. And 
from the minute I got there, it just it felt so different to the week before. It just felt nah, like this is this is a setup. It almost felt like um, not not obviously by the people that were organising it, but it almost felt like the police wanted to make an example of us, especially on Freedom Day. Yeah. Because they were uh, using the horses to, to to hit people and push them out of the way to clear the road, one of them came lunging at me with a horse whilst I was live streaming, and I had to reverse the scooter up, or else I'd have been knocked off it. Um, they were uh, randomly assaulting people, women. Um, they were walking into crowds and just grabbing women in big groups of police. They were pushing against us. They pulled the batons on us. We weren't doing anything to provoke this. We weren't doing. We, we didn't provoke any of this behaviour. They just went mad, and mm. it, it felt like it was it was orders. And Shalini says here in the chat, the horses were stressed out. They were. They were frothing at the mouth. They were clearly very stressed out. I don't know who the fuck authorised horses out on the street, and I don't know why they did, because these marches are always bloody peaceful. They're always yeah. peaceful. So why do you need a horseback unit? It didn't make any sense to me, and whoever authorised it should be ashamed of themselves, because like I said, those animals were terrified. And one thing I will say is at these events, drinks flow, John. Alcohol yeah. flows, right? I, I don't drink personally, but drink flows, and... When you're winding the crowd up like that, when you're riling the crowd up like that, the drink is flowing, things can happen. And mm-hmm. you, you saw they got their headlines. I mean, saying, you know, 14 arrested, anti-lockdown march. And, and they, they got to blame the protesters, the marchers, for what happened. And it wasn't them. It wasn't that I was there and I streamed it. I live streamed pretty much the whole afternoon. Yeah. It was the police. They were provoking everything. And how was it presented in the MSN? Well, the ones that did present it was, we were thugs. Mm-hmm. We caused the, the scuffles, so to speak. And um, the police had to arrest 14 people. Ooh, thugs. I mean... Uh, Shalini says here in the chat, the police were uh, spoiling for a fight. They were, okay? Yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest, I was, uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was trolling the police quite bad on the live stream. Um, I, was, I was rocking up to them and going, uh, so my chat here, some people were asking me questions in the chat, so I was just asking the police, like, my chat here are asking how much you make a year. And stuff like that. And I rolled up to one woman on one of the horses. She was down by Danny Street. And I rolled all the way up to her. And I just went, um, I've got a question. She goes, what's that? I said, I, I, wouldn't you rather be somewhere else right now? And she went, well, yeah, I would. And I just went, feel free. <laughs> just, <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, I'm a cheeky bastard, quite frankly. Um, and yeah. I think you probably know this. But uh, I, I am a cheeky bastard, and I, I was I was trolling the police something fierce. Um, but they were just being violent. They were just being violent, violent. And it's in such a stark contrast to yesterday, where they were the most hands-off I have ever seen them. 
So yesterday they were completely hands off, yeah. Completely. I mean, they were they were in well, I was in Hyde Park until half past nine last night. Nothing. 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 Strange. Strange, strange, strange. Yeah, it, it you was can't little... work it out, can you? I can't work it out. Although, I mean, you... although in between in between Monday and Sunday, a fairly famous politician left the cabinet, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Mrs. Cola D'Angelo. Mrs. Cola D'Angelo. And she is a missus as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it, like I say, it transpires that old Matthew Hancock has uh, been uh, slipping the old tongue-a-roo to uh, a married lady in his own office. Yeah. Hey, do you remember seeing that, that um, video of Hancock when he was being interviewed outside the hospital and he was like, he was standing creepily? Unmind me it. He was, yeah, he was standing creepily close to that woman. <laughs> that video, that video that was released had those kind of qualities about it. It didn't look, I mean, at one point I thought, what is he doing to her neck? Is he trying to, is he, is he going to try and bite her? I am a vampire, Count yeah. Hancockula. It's like, and, and his hands, you know, they were like, oh, I don't know. He's just, um, it just doesn't seem right. He just seems, he seems like an automaton. That's, that's not quite put together properly. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> we touched on this when we first tried to record tonight's show, right? We're going back over it now. But <laughs> the official story is yep. someone that was anti lockdown. Inside Matt Hancock's department of the health and social department of health and social care, filmed the footage on the monitors on their mobile phone, then shocked it to Toby Young of Lockdown Skeptics a week before it came out. Toby Young and this whistleblower then touted around the newspapers looking for um, somebody to buy it, and. Uh, the rest we say, as they say, is history. Yeah, that's that's the official story. And my theory, which I'll present again, my theory is that the um, the government want to come out of the lockdown restrictions, but they don't want to come out of it in the way that the way that makes them look bad. So, right. Mr. Hancock was Mr. Lockdown. So all they have to do is get rid of Hancock. This is a good, easy way of doing it. So he's effectively getting uh, retired. He's getting substituted. So he's getting his pat on the back. He's done a good job. And then we'll put this new guy in to finish off the game. And he's anti-lockdown anyway, allegedly. So he's going to say, oh, well, I'm looking to ease the restrictions uh, sooner rather than later. And that gives the government a, a method of moving forward. Um, Hancock gets his gets um, gets his reward in a couple of years when he's back in cabinet. 
And meanwhile, he gets to keep all the money that he's um, stolen and acquired through all his various contracts for PPE and whatever. Well, you, you, you've you've heard the story that Mrs. Uh, Cola D'Angelo's brother mm-hmm. yeah. has uh, benefited greatly from her position at the Department of Health and Social Care or, or her position under Matt Hancock, uh, uh, figuratively and literally, yeah. so to speak. Um, do I think the, the relationship or slash the affair is real? Probably. I mean, um, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's out there. Like... That they both have, they both have spouses. So they have, um, you know, she has a husband, he has a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I understand he has now, quote unquote, left his wife for Mrs. Cola D'Angelo. This was announced last night. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, he's one of those people, you know, you, you know, those men that are always like, baby, baby, I promise I'm going to leave her, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like he actually has. Yeah, maybe it was uh, was Mrs. Cola D'Angelo that arranged the leak of the the video, the horse's hand. That would be fun, wouldn't it? I mean, you, there was also footage of her yesterday um, leaving her, packing the car and leaving her marathon home too. Oh, that's um, sweet. But her husband was helping her pack the car. <laughs> he, was, he, he, he was he was he was he was helping her pack the car. Was he doing um, it from the upstairs window and throwing her clothes no, out? No, he, he was out of the car. He was helping put things in. It's like, come on, love, you go to Mister Hancock. Oh my god! <laughs> but the but the thing is, like the thing the thing is, how right, have you seen Martha Hancock? Right? Mm-hmm. She's not an unattractive woman. No, but she might be She's, a psycho. She might be a psycho, right? But she is not an unattractive woman by any stretch of the uh, imagination. Now, me and you, we're no Picassos, right? Right? We, but oh, we know please. this. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I am a dead ringer from George Clooney here. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn, you were called last week. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's someone I'm never going to speak to. <laughs> I, I actually met him in person on Monday. All right. And what does nice he look man. like? Uh, well, he's he's a nice elderly gentleman, uh, right. and, uh, but he's a very he's a very nice man, and he actually bought me a brand new umbrella. Very, oh, that was nice. Yeah, it was pissing it down with rain, so I I kind of appreciated it as well. <laughs> but um, but anyway, already Martha was was definitely Matt Hancock punching well above his fucking weight, right? Well above his weight. Go on, <laughs> but. I would argue that she's even Gina's even more attractive than Martha, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, what? What do they see in him? He's got nothing. He's got literally nothing. Yeah. What do they see in this man, John? It's a power thing. Man in a position of power. That's what it is. But he's not anymore. He's not in a position of power anymore. No. And still, she's left her husband to go. But he was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, because he's Italian. He'll he'll flung her out. He'll he'll have gone off his nut. 
Maybe uh, so. Uh, Shalini, Shalini says. Shalini says maybe he's kinky in bed. Well, I think that might be a given. <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty. He looks pretty perverse just standing in the street. <laughs> no, I, I, oh yeah, baby, come and see my PPE. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, what else has happened in the week of politics, John? And politics? Oh, um, the, um, the it's the French regional elections this oh, this right. month. Um, for the next couple of weeks, they they do things differently out here. So there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of campaigning by Le Pen yes, on behalf Marine. of uh, on behalf of the, yeah on behalf of her representatives who are going for local positions. Is that is that now, the Front National? I, I or understand. The yeah the what's it called? Um, what do they call it? The oh yeah, what's it called? It's a Front National, isn't Something it? Front National. Front National. It's not. Is it Front? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so from what I understand, at the moment, they don't control any prefectures or, or areas or departments or anything like that. But there's a good chance that they will get one during mm. these regional elections, and if they do, that apparently will give her presidential bid next year a big boost because then her party is involved in setting budgets, you know, you know, dealing with millions of euros or whatever. So yeah. then that will give them a bit more, you know, a bit more credibility when it comes to, to running the country and will give her a big boost in the polls next year. Okay. Okay. Now, I think that, judging from, just from uh, cursory speaking to French people over the past um, sort of, several years since uh, Emmanuel Macron has been president. El president. Yeah. Well, uh, they hate him. They, they don't like him. Yeah. Most, most, most French yeah. people think he's a prick. And um, I, I, I honestly think that Marine, she, she was, she didn't lose by much last time. And no, I, she didn't. And I, I think she's got a real, real, real shot at, at beating him this time and and like you say if if in these sort of elections these local elections that are going on in, in the meantime if she gets a boost um I, I i think that she could be in a really good position uh, isn't she like there's been like three or four times where she's meant to be going to prison so what, what's what's going on with that no i don't know anything about that i haven't looked like, into that they hate her. Like the the, the the Macron government hate her. They think she's a far right. She's racist. She's a fascist. Yeah. She's all of this. I mean, having a party called the National Front doesn't really uh, set you as in in, in, uh, in the right light. I, I don't think. But 
it's, it's basically because she's very anti-Islamic terrorist. Is is what I discern but, but, the allegation is from. Well, so Macron Macron does that as well, though. He he puts in all these rules. Um, you know, you you can't you can't do things like. Uh, well, the, remember they they couldn't wear the hijab and things like that, and then yeah. he's he's um he's cracking down on on Islamic extremism in in France right now. Um, so I think they all kind of have woken up to the problem. Um, there's there's been a, a a lot of church burning here, you know. Uh, there has. There's been a lot of church burning. Would they not admit that Notre Dame was arson yet? Because it was very much arson. We all know it was arson. Yeah, we know that. We know it was. They probably won't admit it, but yeah. So I think they're all kind of cracking down on it. It's just, uh, I I don't know. uh, Well, that might be part of the deal that he made with Boris to get rid of as many Islamics as he could across to the UK. Oh, dear. I mean, because you, you you cannot you cannot let all these people that cross the channel as as it is without collusion on both sides. Yeah, I mean, we've got literally right. So, regardless of what what I think of the uh, the people coming across, we've literally got what is can only be described now as a taxi service. Um, mm-hmm. Where they our 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 border force, they go out, they meet them halfway across the channel, they pick them up off the boats, they put them on the border force boat, and they bring them back. Yeah. Um, are a lot of these people genuinely in need of asylum? Probably not. Right? Probably not. Um, are they economic migrants? Probably. Um, but but the mm-hmm. thing is, the the thing is, I I, I don't get why why people get so attacked for, for making that distinction, right? Somebody's genuinely in need of asylum, which I think are, if, if our government continues going down the communism route it's going down, I'm going to genuinely be needing uh, asylum very soon <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> but, um, but, if, but if someone is genuinely in need of asylum, they're fleeing persecution, they're fleeing a war-torn country, they're fleeing... Uh, they're, they're saying where they are is going to get them killed. Um, absolutely, I have no problem yeah. with that. Right? I, I I kind of agree with the uh, UN declaration. I think it is of uh, seek asylum in the first safe country in which you land. Yep. But at the same time, if 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 say everybody that seeks asylum ends up in the same country as their first safe country. I think that all of the Western world, as affluent as we are, should step in, pitch in, and uh, look at these genuine cases one by one. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal view. Um, but we need to very, very quickly distinguish between the two, between economic migrant and genuine in need of asylum seeker. And I- I've got no issues with economic migrants, by the way, right? I've got no issue with somebody wanting to make a better life for themselves. None at all. Don't pretend to be an asylum seeker. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, don't know, I remember, I remember reading a book which was a kind of clip notes of um, the Quran. I haven't, I haven't read the Quran. I'll be, uh, uh, but 
this um, this book outlined things that you should do as a Muslim to to promote you know Islam and how to treat people within Islam. You know, you know what you should do with your wife or wives and whatever, and okay. and all this kind of thing. And it was I remember reading this and thinking, bloody hell, this is incredible. You know, um, yeah, because one of the stated aims is to take over. Uh, well, Islam should be the one, the only one true religion. Um, and one of the aims to take over countries was to move into them right. um, and produce many children and have those children take positions within the local community and integrate into the community until there were enough people to then revert the whole country to an Islamic country. And, okay. And this seems to me very much what's happening in England right now. Oh, John? So John's gone down at that point. Are you back? Yeah. I am. Are you back? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Did you get any of that? Okay. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second you started saying it, the connection went fucked up. Very odd that, wasn't it? Hello. Hello. Yeah. It's like it's like they're listening to you, isn't it? When you start talking about things that you shouldn't be talking about, the connections just disappear. Let me say something. Let me just preface. <laughs> uh, I, I I have. I have absolute disdain for, for pretty much all religion. Um, I'm, I am no way a religious man. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I very much like what's going on in this country right now, the COVID cult to a religion. It's the cult of COVID, the religion of COVID. And it's, it's you know, yeah. blindly following, blindly following without ever being shown any evidence of, of the sort. Now, if somebody wants to give me tangible evidence that there is a deity, if somebody wants to give me tangible evidence that, that there was a, a, a Jesus Christ or anything of the sort, um, I, I'm willing to see that evidence and I'm willing to take that evidence on its merit. But as a 30 something year old man, I've still not seen any exist evidence of the existence of God. Thank you, John. Yes, I'm back. Okay, good, good, good. Can you hear me good? <laughs> I can hear you, but it's breaking up a little. Um, shall we persevere? I think we should persevere for another five minutes at least, and uh, um, we'll go from there. Yeah, okay. Just a weird show to yes. My, uh, my psycho stalker just uh, put something in the chat. That that dropped completely there. You just went offline. Oh, okay. Um, is is the problem me? No, the problem's not my end. No, the the problem's my end. Problem's always my end. <laughs> it might be time to get. <laughs> it might it might be time to get that fiber <laughs> Well, it would be great to get fiber. Fiber's not available here. Um, well, yeah. So, so we'll be back on the we'll be back in the van next week. So, but I can hear you just so fine now. By the way, 
You seem to have a good yeah, connection yeah, for the minute. I can hear you fine as well. So yeah, my psycho stalker yep. decided to put this is the worst show right. I've ever seen. God help you. Oh, I mean that, that that should make him happy. Yeah, exactly. That should make him happy. I mean, uh, I don't know if we would disagree with him to be honest. Yeah, I know this is just terrible. I mean, I, I can't understand why people watch this at all. Um, they certainly don't pay for it. I mean, <laughs> no, they, they don't. They don't pay for it. So you can't. You, no, you can't blame them. Um, one thing I, I posted this morning a link to a YouTube video, an interview um, with uh, Doctor Gert, Gert Dosch, I think, or right. some some German doctor virologist who has something like twenty or thirty years making vaccines. He's got an impressive CV. He's not an anti-vaxxer. And he was, he, it was a really good interview because he was telling you exactly why you don't vaccinate in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because, because ultimately what you, what you do if you vaccinate in the middle of a pandemic is you... Pardon? <laughs> when you vaccinate in the middle of a pandemic, you do the exact opposite of herd immunity. Okay. You develop you develop a repository of the virus within the vaccinated people, and it gives the vac the virus the opportunity to to evolve and to change while their immune system is momentarily depressed from having been vaccinated, um, and it produces a stack of variants. So right. it would seem that the policy that has been adopted by the UK is exactly the wrong policy to take when in the middle of a pandemic. Well that wouldn't shock me in any way, shape or form, but like Shalini says here, we're not we're not we're not in a pandemic. We're not in a pandemic. No, I, I know we're not. But I, I know, but even when the when the guys who know this stuff inside out are telling you this isn't what you do. Yeah. Why the big why the big push still we, we, to vaccinate we have, people? We, we, What's we coming? Have, well, we have to be very careful with our words here, Johnny Boy, because um, uh, not, not for any reasons about being censored or anything like that, but because one of the things that my stalker and my harasser kept demanding I do was a, was 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 believe that there was that viruses do not exist. There's no such thing as a virus. Um, and if 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 I said that a virus exists, then I am an evil shill working for the Freemasons and the New World Order. So, so is he of the opinion that viruses are basically the body detoxing itself from yeah, stuff that's going on within it? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, hey. They're, they're called theories for a reason because none of them have been proven. So you've got exactly. jam theory and terrain theory. So, yeah, uh, you, you, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not well, a virologist. Did you know what? Do you know what, John? My my stance has always been very quite clear on this: is uh, you want to convince me one way or the other. Convince me. Show me. Yeah. Convince me. Alice, yes, it is. Um, mm-hmm. con- convince me. Um, 
uh, and nobody uh, the one video that we watched last week that me and jess entertained on the show was a was a guy literally saying listen to what i'm saying and he was going because i'm smarter than everybody and i know these things oh yeah you've really convinced me because you've said you're smarter than everybody mate you've really convinced me um no no show me some evidence yeah and there was not a single shred of evidence in that video yeah. <laughs> I, I know, and if 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 anyone's a true scientist, they 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 want to understand things properly. Yeah. They don't just want to blindly follow in good faith what someone else has told them. So, you know, even Einstein was was questioning his own abilities towards the end. He, he thought he'd made a massive mistake, and he, he probably has. But do you know what? Science is science because it's a debate. Uh, uh, science is a debate. It's, it's mm-hmm. With science, it's trying to disprove stuff rather than prove it. And, um, you know, you start with the theory yeah. and you work your way back. You disprove it, you disprove it, you disprove it, right? But we have not seen that debate at all be allowed to flourish in any way, shape or form for the last two years now. Um and that's concerning. That's concerning because once again, there are people well, on one side. I, I would disagree. I would disagree. I think that debate hasn't been allowed to flourish for considerably longer than that. Yeah, but because I mean, this particular the debate around COVID. Yeah, but the debate around COVID and the science involving COVID is exactly the same as the way that climate change has been treated, because. Mm. If you're a COVID denier or a climate denier, you know, it's that they bring in they bring in religious imagery into these these you know accusations of people where it, it shouldn't exist. You know, one doesn't deny climate change as such because if you're denying something, it's an act of faith. What yeah. we're wanting is we're wanting the actual evidence to show us what's what's the truth. Yeah. And the evidence is ambiguous at best. Yeah. And uh, it yeah. almost seems like the only science that you get to see these days is whatever political interests want you to see, whatever political interests want you to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it feels it feels to me like uh, it, it's all power, it's money, it's... Uh, uh, Natasha says, that's right, John, no debate happens anymore. It's just emotional, political shite. And it's it's true. It's yeah. just it's so true, and it's 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 concerning, and it's frustrating because there there is it's like the climate debate, right? The climate debate, for example, that's not settled science yeah. in any way, shape, or form. No, but at the Never same time, been. at the same time, um. I, I I don't know who to believe. Like, but I want to hear both sides of that debate. Uh, do I believe the climate is changing? Yes, I believe the climate is in a constant stuff, flux of uh, state of flux, a constant state of change. Um, yep. At the same time, um, do I believe man-made climate change is a thing? I need convincing. I need convincing, and so far, I've not I've not been convinced. Yeah, I, I find it hard to be convinced that 
a, a species that's responsible for 0.003% of a gas that comprises 0.04% of the atmosphere yeah. can really make a big difference when it comes to changing the climate. Yeah, I, 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 especially, I, 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 but it yeah. would appear that the CO2 follows the temperature rise and fall rather than the other way around. It's not the driver. No. Um, it's So, you know, it almost climate like changes, I think, the man, I think the most man, of it. I feel like the man-made climate change agenda is a stick to beat the West with because these activists never, ever, ever look to China and to India. They never look to China to, to India who pollute the yeah. most out of anybody. Um, they, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they never call them out on their bullshit. And I mean, the founder of Extinction Rebellion was actually on the Andrew Neil show. Um, it was either last night or the night before on GB News. I watched the interview on YouTube earlier on. I don't watch the channel anymore, but I watched this interview and it was a fucking car crash, John. Um, he, he, the, the founder of Extinction Rebellion has been um, has been denounced by Extinction Rebellion Germany. He's not welcome there. Um, he has been uh, denounced by Extinction Rebellion UK. He's not welcome in their ranks either, because uh, he makes some very, 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 very odd statements. Like he said something along the lines of. Um, the Holocaust will look like a normal uh, event in comparison to what the climate is going to do. <laughs> that's, that, that's just a bad analogy anyway. I mean, why would you even get well, down yeah. that route? Because that's... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, actions <laughs> of, that's the actions of one man, basically, compared to... to to what I think is driven by the sun, you know. So it's really a strange analogy to make, a strange comparison. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do for the people watching, because the people watching are going wow right at that. So what I'll do is uh, after we finish the, in, the 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 podcast segment of Chasing Descent, we'll play that interview. So if you want to jump into the show, I'll stay live, John, from outside. But if you want to jump into the show, I will yeah. play that interview okay. in full uh, at the end at the end of the show. Um, it is it is a treat. It is a treat. I was watching it this morning just going, what the fuck is this guy? And Andrew Neil just <laughs> took him apart. It was absolutely it was it was like it was like a professional ass fucking. It was just it was <laughs> <laughs> like, with or without the reach around. 
reach around and no lube. <laughs> right? <laughs> Say what you will about Andrew Neil. Say what you will about him. That man comes with the facts. He does his research, and he's probably the most professional interviewer I have ever seen. Not just in this circumstance, but the man you yeah. don't want to interview. That's why you know even prime ministers were scared to interview with Andrew Neil for yeah. a reason. Because the man is right, you want to call Keir Starmer forensic. No, Andrew Neil's <laughs> fucking forensic. He will take you apart. Oh, and, oh, and, you know what? I would love to be interviewed by Andrew Neil because I think I'd just sit there going this just not gonna say anything. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm I find myself in a position that I cannot make any comment. No, I would, I would say, well, you know, I, 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 well, would, I would. Speaking about GB News. Yes. They covered the uh, protest yesterday, didn't they? For, for about four seconds. Yeah, yeah, so more of the same shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's more of the same. Oh, oh, there was an anti-lockdown parade or, or, or protest. Look, here, we'll show you some footage of it. They showed you four seconds of footage and then went, oh, we appear to be having some technical difficulties. <laughs> that technical difficulty is called advertisers going, oh, we'll yeah. pull our money if you keep telling people the truth. So, well, yeah. Well, well, yeah, the thing is, like, GB News does appear to be more than the same. It's vaccines, vaccine o'clock on GB News, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it is. And, and they've, got, they've got Dan Wooten, and he's, 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 he's rather anti-lockdown, but he's, well, he doesn't appear to be pro-vaccine passport, but I'm not sure. Um, they've, got, they, they've got Andrew Neil, who seems to be very pro-vaccine passport. He's like, Maybe all of the, uh, maybe all in his posh Scottish accent. He's got a posh Scottish accent, Andrew Neil, hasn't he? He's got an almost British yeah, Scottish Edinburgh. accent. Yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah, well, I think. Uh, um, but he, he's like maybe maybe the freedom should come back for the for the vaccinated. I no, Andrew, shut the fuck up. Go back and retire in the south. Of, he has gone back to the south of France now, actually. I believe he's back in his house in the south of France right now because they're the Andrew Neil show. Here's his the Andrew Neil show, the, the, the you know, the temple show of GB News, the one that gets the consistently highest ratings, is now on indefinite hiatus. Yeah. So the founder of GB News, Andrew Neil, who has the most highly rated show on on, on the channel has jumped ship after just two weeks. Yeah. And that says a lot city. to me. That if you want the truth, if you want the truth, come and listen to us. <laughs> well, well, if you want, you, you, you want, you want the truth, come and listen to us because we report the no, facts actually, as they are. Yeah, and and if you want a lot of opinionated bullshit, listen yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want a lot of like you said. We are not beholden to paymasters. We are exactly. not beholden to paymasters. The only the only paymasters I'm beholden to are my audience. If they when when and if they fund me, and yeah. the thing is, they fund me knowing how I talk and how I act. Right. Yep. So uh, I'm still beholden to me. I mean, I'm beholden to them in in the fact that obviously they. <laughs> I, I give them the content and I give them the shows and I give them the. Uh, 
and I, I give them the stream from the protests and stuff like that. That's that's a new thing. We only started actually streaming from the protests rather than just making edited videos. From we started that on Monday, just passed, um, and that's going very very well. Yeah, I, I saw the numbers were quite good actually. Yeah, the numbers. I, I look at look at yesterday's stream. Give me a second. Like, um, where, where were we looking here? Give me a second. Yesterday's stream, we're looking at over twelve hundred people watch along. Yeah, that's good. At, at times, it's you know, for 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 a small channel like ours, it's it's three times people watched along as we we now have subscribers. I mean, we've gained a few hundred subscribers in the week as well. But um, and it's really really appreciated. It's really 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 appreciated the boys. Um. I streamed for four and a half hours yesterday. We were being, that's one thing I will say, like um, lots of the people in the chat here were with me yesterday and they can confirm this. We yeah. were being throttled bandwidth-wise uh, for yeah. the first part of the day, all throughout Hyde Park. Like the streams just kept going up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was obviously on the London side of things rather than on our side of things, because it wasn't just me as a creator going up and down. Uh, Natasha here in the chat, she says Oxford Street was a nightmare. It fucking was. Like, we were just being throttled, throttled, throttled. Have you seen any of the aerial footage? No, I haven't. So Richard Tice, um, founder, well, leader of the Reform UK Party slash Brexit Party, yeah. was in a helicopter filming us for 90 minutes. Nice. Uh, on the on the Reform uh, TV uh, YouTube channel, it's an unedited ninety minute helicopter feed. Of, oh, have a look of, at that. And it was it was massive, John. It was massive. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how massive it was. From when people started moving to us as a group being able to get out of the gate of Hyde Park. It took 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. We were 40 minutes behind the front of that protest. Now, do I think it was a... I, I have some things to say. I have some things to say because yesterday's protest, right? I'm going to say the negative first and then I'm going to say the positive, okay? Yesterday's protest, John, was a fucking shit show. It was an absolute shit show of... I don't know if it was sabotage, disorganisation... I don't know what it was, but we uh, oh we started as I said forty minutes behind the front, right? Yeah, and we got back to Hyde Park first. Okay. So we got down to Tra Trafalgar Square, um, and nobody seemed to know what they were doing. Nobody seemed to know where they were going. So if you go straight down from Trafalgar Square, you get down to Downing Street. And if you take the next road up, it loops around, uh, goes down to Embankment, and then goes... Uh, uh, so a lot of people have gone up down to the Embankment, past Scotland Yard, Parliament Square, Downing Street. By the time we got to Trafalgar Square, people were just going straight down to Downing Street, right? So we yeah. just thought, fuck this, we're going to go straight down to Downing Street because we could see a whole bunch of people down there. They were launching tennis balls at Downing Street. So we, so the front had already gone all the way down. By the time we got to Traf Trafalgar Square, the front had already gone from Trafalgar Square, down the embankment, round Scotland Yard, round Parliament Square, and back into Downing Street. 
that's how far behind the front we were. Yeah. But so we went straight down to Downing Street, and then it, it, it was just shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. People launching tennis balls. So then we turned around and went back up to Trafalgar Square because the front of the march, which was at Downing Street, was going up back towards Trafalgar Square. So yeah. it was like going up from Oxford Street, Regent Street, up to Trafalgar Square, looping down the embankment, coming round Downing Street, coming back up to Trafalgar Square. So it was hitting itself in the back. And so we decided yeah. to, we decided, you know, when we got back up to Trafalgar Square, some people started looping round again, by the way. Some people started going back down to Elsie and back again. <laughs> Nobody knew their ass from their face where they were going. There were lorries in the, um, there were lorries in the road where they just opened the sides up and there were DJs and they were having raves on them. Um, there were fucking, no, nobody, nobody knew where we go. So we walked down. This is all on my stream, by the way, all of this. Mm-hmm. We walked down back to where I say walked. I was on the mobility scooter and the poor bastards that were with me were on foot. But we went back down to, to, to High Park. We got there first. And um, we we wondered if, if people had, had, were done. they just dispersed, gone their own way in London. And then all of a sudden, crowds started trickling in. And trickling in, and trickling, in, and then fucking flooding in, and thousands upon thousands of people. I don't know if they'd done another loop down the embankment and gone back up. I don't know what they'd done, but they they all started flooding in to fucking Hyde Park, back to Speaker's Corner, where we started. And uh, then then what I can only describe as a festival began. Um, it was. It was it was so surreal. Like we don't know what the hell happened, and I, I, I will make the argument that I make every single time, and I must have made it a hundred times on the stream yesterday. Walking around, having a sightseeing tour of London on a Saturday afternoon is not solving anything. It's not getting anything done. It's just pissing off the general public. Yep. The positives. Oh, it was fucking great. It was a really good day. Like it's it's really it's so what I think these protests are good for is the morale boost. Yeah. It's it's everyone coming together. We're all of that same mindset that this is bullshit. And then you finally get to feel like you're not alone. I mean, Natasha here says, but it feels oh so good. And and it's true when you're in that environment, when you're in amongst yeah. all those people and the supportive atmosphere, it's it's so electric, and um, it, it's just it's mind blowing to see that amount of people all feel the same as you, um, especially when you're you're probably quite the outlier where you are. I'm definitely yeah. one of the outliers where I am. Um, and it can feel very, very lonely. So in that sense, it's amazing. It boosts morale. It makes everybody feel like they're not alone. It's a good day. But it doesn't solve anything. Now, take all of those people at five past midday and flash mob them onto Westminster, surround Parliament, and sit the fuck down. Yeah. You might. Yeah. You might change something then. But 
is anybody willing to do this? Yeah, that's the problem. What is the problem? It has to be a Wednesday. And there ha- right. So the way I look at it, there has to be absolutely nobody in Parliament Square until Prime Minister's question begins. And then it's just flash mob. Yeah. Wait till he's in the chamber, flash mob it, sit down, do not leave. Surround Parliament. Surround it. Yeah. Because we certainly had the numbers. We certainly had the numbers yesterday to surround Parliament. There were hundreds yeah. of thousands of people there, John. And we caused Parliament to have to go into sort of emergency measures and start moving MPs in and out of different entrances on the 14th of June with less than a 1,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if you really want a protest to do something, that is the play. It is fucking mm-hmm. Wednesday, five past midday, flash mob on Westminster and do not leave. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would make a difference. I, I, I don't think, certainly... as you said, it's a great party atmosphere and um, it, it boosts morale and, and you get to meet people in, re- in reality. Um, yeah. it's, it's like-minded people getting together, but ultimately it's not going to change anything because no. the media aren't reporting it and you're no. not disrupting the right people. No. Shalini uh, here in the chat says you won't get those numbers in the week, but it, it, uh, do these people want their freedom back? Yeah, exactly. Because it's a day off work to, 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 to make a proper stand. What, what, the, what? I, can't, I can't say anything other than that. Like, yeah, a bit of rain... How much do you want it? That's all it boils down to. How much do you want it? Yeah. How much do you want it? Because if you if you want it that much, you'll take a day off work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, fucking drop three drops of coke on a lateral flow test for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fact check, speak. Yeah. Put three drops of coke on a lateral flow test. Oh, sorry, boss, can't come in today. Yep. Two blown off to Westminster. Shalini says, for example, I just can't go and just can't take every Wednesday off. I, I get that, okay? I get that. But I don't think it would need to be every Wednesday because I think one Wednesday and one trapping them all in the chamber for fucking God knows how long would be enough to at least make them listen. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be every Wednesday. Just one. Just do it once. And then also that sends the message that we can do it. Yeah. Because these people need to understand and remember their place. And their place is to represent and work for us. Their place is not to rule us or lock us up or tell us that, we have to stay home to protect the NHS or or take people travelling into the country and stick them in prisons, also known as quarantine hotels. Yeah. Yeah, that's I know. Just... You're 100% right, and that's, that's, that's what's wrong. Too many people aren't standing up and saying, no, I'm not doing it. It's, all things, I mean, all things, it's mental. I mean, let's look at the Euros briefly, okay? So you have, you have countries... Flying all over the, all over Europe, you have fans going all over Europe. Mm-hmm. You have some stadia packed to the gunnels, mm-hmm. and then you have other stadia with nothing in it. 
and then UEFA, uh, UEFA decide that if you don't, um, if you don't have enough people coming to the final in in London, we'll move it to Hungary. So suddenly they have to go and make an act to allow all these people to come in without having to quarantine. It's a yeah. joke. It's a joke. It is a joke. It is a joke, right? Is football more important than quote-unquote public health? Because that's all that that act says, is that football is more important than public health. It's either that or this is bollocks. Yeah, it's well, either that yeah. or this is it bollocks. It is bollocks. It is bollocks. Yes, it's bollocks. We all know it's bollocks. Everybody it's... knows it's bollocks. The narrative is a pile of shit. And yet, I, I am aghast at the British people who who have taken it hook, line and sinker and yeah. are just towing the line and going, yeah, yeah I'll just do this. Uh, the sooner we all do this, the sooner we all get back to normal. You'll never yeah. get fucking back to normal if you carry on like that. Never. Of course you're not. I mean, look at this. Look at this. It just, just every, time, every time the goalposts move, it's like, for fuck's sake, you might as well put them on a, tr- a, a, a truck and drive them round the park, you know? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, uh, so Chrissy here says uh, shutting down the final would be a belt-up. Surround the stadiums and don't let any fucker in. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they'd have to stop it because you wouldn't have... you wouldn't If you surrounded a stadium like that, they would have to yeah. stop the game because you wouldn't have any egress or access for um, emergency vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. A good well, thought. It's a very good thought. It's a very good thought indeed. But, you know, I'm just one person, and I I say this a lot, and (sighs) this government, let me me just be as frank as possible here. This government need to be removed. They Mm -hmm. need to be removed. And it's not just the government that need to be removed as well. It's every MP that's enabled them. It's every civil servant that's enabled them. They need to be they mean they need to be cut out like a rock mm-hmm. um, and never allowed near public service ever again. How do we do this? <laughs> you you'll never do it. you'll never do it from within. It's good. Well, no, no. Because we see people like Marcus Fish MP keeps uh, keeps uh, fucking tweeting. Oh, oh, the, the government aligned to us. We're Ian Valance aligned to us. He, and I'll say to him, so do something about it then. You're in a position. You're in the Tory party. You're an MP. Put a, put a motion of no confidence in your government, in your yeah. leader. But they don't, do they? They don't no. do anything. They, they, they moan. It's, uh, as you said, democracy, there is no democracy. It's an illusion. It's right. It's a two-party system, and both parties fucking support everything the other one does. Yeah, they just pretend. It's basically a, it's basically a tyranny. It really is. It feels like it. It it absolutely feels like it, and it's so frustrating. So frustrating. There's so many people. Yeah, but it's not even just it's not just the UK government that needs to go, it's mm-hmm. almost every Western government. It's the the, yeah. the WHO, the yeah. UN. Yeah. yeah, they're all corrupt, they're all yeah. pulling strings, you know, yeah. the, the Euro the you know, the Euro um what the hell's the people that run Europe called? Uh, European Union, oh, the, the European, European Parliament. Yeah, yeah, European yeah. Parliament. All this shit. They're all corrupt. They're all lying in their own pockets. 
It's yes. Just, it's, it's a disgrace. Right. It, it, it is forget. a disgrace. Let's move on, because we're going to just get ourselves right. um, depressed. Food shortages. Do okay. you have any? Do you have any? Not that I'm aware of currently, but people are saying there could be like shortages of beef and stuff like that, and there's food shortages incoming. I, I haven't really been looking into it. But, um, well, pe- people it were tweeting the other day. People were tweeting the other day saying that, you know, shelves were bare and there was a, a marked lack of produce among certain varieties of stuff. I'd be interested to know if this is actually true in Britain. Um, well, there was somebody said Sainsbury's had blamed their computer, you know, computer problems for their ordering, and then someone else had said that there's a lack of delivery drivers, HGV drivers, whatever. Um, yeah. So... It would be interesting to know if there are any actual food shortages or if it's just made up. Because there are none here in France. Everything is full. All the shelves are full. All the fresh produce is full. Everything is available. So let me read you an article here from The Guardian. So I'm just checking on my phone right now. Um, So this is from The Guardian. It was on the 18th of June. UK faces chilled food shortage over summer logistics industry warned. Shortage of HGV drivers and workers exasperated by Brexit and COVID is creating real crisis of food supplies. So chilled food struggled to reach some shops in the UK this summer. Um, a chronic shortage of HDV drivers, exasperated by blah, 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 is now running into unusually high summer demand as the end of lockdown and opening of hospitality combined with the UK's forced staycation. Smaller stores have been affected already, with late deliveries meaning lost sales and greater waste of chilled goods, according to reports in the trade paper The Grocer. The real crisis for food supplies starts now, said Shane Brennan, chief executive of Cold Chain Federation, which represents frozen and chilled transport and warehousing firms. This does feel very different to the past crisis. We've been through the lockdown and Brexit preparations. This time we're trying to do the job without labour, and that is a very different challenge. Brennan said the shortage of workers was also being felt in packaging production facilities and warehouses, with many foreign workers having returned home during the pandemic. And Britain's exit from the EU discouraging new arrivals. Competition for domestic labour has become intense and many employers are unable to fill posts. It's going to be a rolling problem. There will be outages day by day. The supply chain is struggling, Brennan said. The British Meat Process Association said this week that it was heading for a brick wall on labour shortages. They said production capacity was down 10% because people and skills were unavailable in the UK. Nick, what do you mean people and skills were unavailable in the UK? Just fucking pay it right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you, do you know what? If these firms, let, let me just, if, if these firms paid a quote-unquote living wage, people would do the job, right? There are plenty of unemployed people in this country. And if you pay them right, they will do the job. I mean, didn't I see something like fruit pickers and what were required? Yeah, from and, and, and be a bit, But they couldn't get anybody in, and therefore the, what they've done is they've raised the wages. That's what I believe they've done. Right. And so if they can raise the wages now for British workers, why couldn't they just have done that to begin with? Because they want to make as much money as they possibly can. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, Shalini says, David from UK Column are talking about Mackie D's shortages, burger buns and other things. So apparently McDonald's are short of burger buns and other things. I could, that, that, let me look from a personal point of view, okay? I couldn't give two shits if McDonald's was short of anything. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I like from McDonald's is their morning hash browns. And if they run out hash browns, then I might turn into the Hulk and start smashing some shit up. <laughs> But other than that, their food is fucking awful. Yeah. It is awful. Um, I, I will say, just anecdotally, and it was probably because they haven't taken a delivery yet, but I was in Asda this morning and there was fuck all pasta. There was no pasta. Really? Like, any kind. Yeah, fuck all. It felt like those idiots were been panicked oh, by so I was looking at the shelf going, this isn't March 2020. <laughs> just go, this isn't March 2020, but there was no pasta, none. No, Alice, I'm sorry, the fries are awful too. They used to be great. McDonald's chips used to be great. Then they took all the fucking salt off them, right? I don't get this fat from not clogging up the arteries with salt, okay? Did you see the article about perfect perspex screening? Being being now uh, worse for the quote unquote yes. pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every every restriction that the government has implemented has been exactly the wrong thing to have done. Well, exactly. Oh, and, like, and, wait, and the last one, the last one was the uh, CDC have or yeah. come out. Uh, no, it wasn't the CDC. Harvard, the Harvard study yeah. has come out and said. Lockdown has killed more people than COVID, basically. Well, of course it has. Yeah. This, is, this isn't a question, right? Lockdown has been directly responsible for at least 30,000 deaths in this country alone. And by the NHS's own metric, we use the government's own data, mm -hmm. COVID yep. has been directly responsible for less than 4,000 deaths. Yep. So... Lockdown directly responsible for over 30,000 deaths. COVID by the government's own data, so this is their own data, directly responsible for less than 4,000. Yeah. The entire, quote-unquote, pandemic. Yeah. Very odd, that, isn't it? Isn't that it? We've it's very odd that we've destroyed society for what they what they are claiming are, are 4,000 deaths, um, less than 4,000 deaths, who have died of nothing but quote-unquote COVID-19 on the death certificate. So what can we discern from this? And i tell you what we can discern from this is there's been no fucking pandemic! Agreed. You know what I forgot to do this week? I forgot to check Euromomo. Oh? I always do Euromomo every Tuesday. And what I've been that busy this week. This, the Samsung, yeah. Samsung Note 9, that's a Note 9. Yeah, it's, a, it's an old one. I'm poor. <laughs> oh, check you out. It's a Note 20 Ultra. Check you out. I, I upgrade the Note every year. And do you know what? They're not bringing out a Note 21 this year. I am fucking fuming. That's why they're not bringing those. Oh, because they're focusing on the Note 22. Ew. Ew. They're focusing on the Note 22. 
So let's have a look at your own mom. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I've got Natasha here in the chat, right? She works in the NHS, yep. by the way. And she was with me yesterday. She just said, not just any pandemic. This is a pandemic without dead people. <laughs> a pacifist pandemic. Yeah. And and people are actually starting to question it now because we 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 had um we've met people out here who at, at the start of or when we first met them, it was they were very much on the, the mainstream view. Yeah. And and were thinking, you know, that everybody had to rush out and get vaccinated and all that and um they've started to come around. They have. Good. People are starting to wake up. But it house I was I, I anecdotally I was in Tesco's actually. I was in Tesco's the other day and the guy that was on the kiosk, he's he's usually on the kiosk or he's on the trolleys, um and he's always been masked up to the hill, masked up to the hill, right? Yep. And there he was on the on the kiosk and he had no mask on. So this piqued my interest because this guy has like I say, he's been masked up to the hill every single time. Um and I, started, I, got to, I got talking to him, you know, you start talking about the lack of mask. And he turned around to me and he went, the only way out of this is to stop. What's, what's he doing? No, it's fine. That's fine. Keep going. He, he said the only way, he turned around to me and he said, the only way out of this is to stop following these stupid rules. Yeah, that is. And this is a guy that's complied, complied, and complied to the hill. Mm. And to hear that come out of that guy, I thought. Yeah. Yep. Well done. And it is it is the only way out. It is the only way out is to just stop fucking complying. Say Indeed. no. Indeed no more. And I'm getting low on battery power. You're really bad at this, aren't you? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> no, next week next week I'm gonna do it from the van and uh I will have a better connection, and everything will be tickety boo. Everything so, will be tickety boo. Yeah, I'm promising a much better experience next week. Okay, so if you want to do the roundup of the show, um, and then after you've done that, after we've said our goodbyes, jump back in on Twitter. I'll play that Andrew Neil interview. Yep. Okay. So it's um, it's been a hectic week for Chasing Descent. We've we've uh, we've covered a lot of things. We've made another mess of the show. Yeah. The internet hasn't got any better in France. <laughs> my dog is tickling my leg now. I don't know why. And it's good night from him. And I think I'm just going to pass out now. Goodbye. He's not even drunk. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even drunk right thank you John uh, I think I actually again. perform better when I'm drunk well maybe I think I'm going to have to start drinking again yeah I think I'm just going to have to start drinking I think I'm just going to have to start drinking the way these shows are going ladies and gentlemen I'm just going to have to start yeah I'm going to have to start hitting the bottle the, the chat is saying good night to you John. yeah right good night all so, See you next week. See you next week, John. Cheers, man. Now we.
Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty Take away those drums, they're too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty without conditions Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty Drink from the cup, pick from the vine I'll stay up late but I won't walk your line I want liberty without conditions Down a hole, come out at night and pray for your soul. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty on my conditions. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on Conditions